1: Back, Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. You're listening to The C.L. Bryant Show, and uh, I, I certainly want to thank each and every one of you for tuning us in every day. Uh, At this hour, uh, at this uh, two hours, every day uh, from 12.05 until 2 p.m. in the east. And I want to thank you for making our show as popular as it has become over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation. And uh, may I have the most listened to? Yeah, and if you're traveling through Times Square, which... um, I don't know if it's ever really going to buzz again. I don't know. But if you're traveling through Times Square, at least you have a lot of elbow space these days. Look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, and right above that iconic um, building, you will see the... Red State top billboard and every hour the uh, CL Brian show 24 hours a day does pop up there on that billboard and CL's face old CL's looking right back at you there in Times Square hey coming up at the bottom of the hour we're going to have uh, Freedom Works go to freedomworks.org freedomworks.org we're going to have VP Noah Wall on with me and hey if you want to listen to some real talk We need to hear this. Now hear this. America, take courage, reopen. Of course you're going to watch out for your own children and and grandparents and parents and so forth. Of course you're going to do that. But friends, what's it going to be? Peaceful slavery or dangerous freedom? As for me, I'm going to take the dangerous freedom. That's the way Americans have always handled and That's what has made us the, the greatest nation on the face of the planet is because we have dared to go boldly where no one before us had gone before. And even in the face of something that, yes, has proven to be deadly and, yes, has proven to be uh, something we should absolutely take serious. We cannot Uh, hide and wait and place and shelter in place that's cowardly without facing it. It's cowardly. Oh, I know that some of you are going to say, well, yeah, you're just being one of those macho. No, no, it's just sensible. Listen, the only reason that we talk about the Alamo, let me tell you, hey, wait a minute, wait, no, hold on. You may say, well, the animal was overrun and destroyed. No, 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 it wasn't. It gave birth to a people that are storied throughout the United States. They're called Texans. And, hey, we better keep an eye, a close eye on Texas. Because they are an indicator that the country very well could be changing. I don't believe all that polling stuff. I really don't I mean, you know, Donald Trump would not be president of the United States as it been left up to the polls. Right. Of course not. He wouldn't have been president. So right now they're trying to convince uh, the American populace that somehow Trump is crumbling all over the country, even in a state that he won handily against Hillary Clinton, which was, who was a far more formidable opponent, in my opinion, than Joe Biden. However, what Hillary lacked in media push, and of course they were pushing the heck out of her, I'm telling you they were, Biden is going to get it, or whoever eventually runs in the democrat on the democrat ticket i am not convinced that that will be joe biden at all i'm not convinced of it at all that joe biden will be the eventual nominee of the democrat party but We must keep an eye on what we're doing. We cannot become uh, lackadaisical. We certainly can't take our eye off the prize. And the prize is keeping two prizes. Keeping the White House, winning the House of Representatives, and I guess three prizes, holding on to the Senate. Americans, if we can do the hat trick, if we can do it, we will go a long way in preserving the context are you hearing me the context of what america is all about because right right now america is totally out of context and i was telling you go to freedomworks.org freedomworks.org and get the context that's what I tell people whenever I talk to them about the organization. Uh, Freedom works. I've been associated with them now for 11 years. Um, this year, in September of this year, it'll be 11 years. It just does not seem. It's a strange thing how time slips away like that. And um, But I can tell you this. Uh, whatever work I've done with them has kept me young. I feel great, and, uh, and the guys that I, uh, although there's not uh, many of us who started out when I started out and left with us, but they all look good too. So, this work for freedom is one that will keep you youthful. At least from my standpoint, at least the way I can tell you about it, it'll keep you youthful. FreedomWorks.org, freedomworks.org, go there and become a part of a movement. And I don't want you to forget that while there have been other organizations who, uh, while we were in the heat of, uh, you know, being a wave of conservatism, while the height of that wave coming and hitting the American shore of conservatism and making America great again while there were uh, many organizations who were all raw rah and encouraging during that time they have been silent during these times but FreedomWorks has not been silent we have been loud we have been proud and bold about what Is on the American in the American DNA. What is in the American DNA? And unless you are able to see this in context. That's an interesting word. It's a very important word these days because there are so many things, Americans, that are being taken out of context. Race is certainly one of them, S- a systemic is certainly another. That is being taken totally out of context. You know, what it reminds me of, and I know I'm going to tick off uh, some people who, many people who may be younger than I am, uh, who are embracing liberalism and all that kind of thing. Uh, conservative young people don't, don't, don't do this. They don't strike me as this way. But young liberals, foaming at the mouths, liberals, and I guess many of us, so many of us, have been there. There's a lot of people that I know who have never been a liberal. They've always been conservative. Um, always have been Phil Bell one of my good friends Phil Bell my colleagues uh, he's always been conservative always been okay black conservative i.e but I want you to hear this when I talk to young liberals you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of um, talking to my Children when they were twelve and thirteen. Oh, they were bright, they were energetic, brilliant even. But they were looking at things from a child's perspective, and and, and that's that's why even though you know uh, I was not raised by parents who would have done this anyway, but it, it, during my uh, child-rearing years when Jane and I were rearing our children, it was one of those things where, you know, Dr. Spock and all that, he was beginning to come in and, you know, and behavior and discipline among children with children in America began to change relationships with children and American parents, American children, and American parents began to change And you began to see parents who were more and more inclined to want to be their children's playmate and friend and, you know, entertainment advisor and director rather than being their parent. And parenting and family in America changed. Me, I've never been interested in being my parents' uh, friend. I have always understood the role of... Of what it means to be a parent, and encompassed in that, in the context of parenting, is friendship. But it's it, it has a context within the framework of being the parent. Now, I, you know, I, I've uh, we Jane and I we have four kids of our own, and we've raised many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we've raised uh at least uh four or five more yeah and so i'm not telling you something that i heard or even something that i read i am telling you that something is going on as far as the capturing. Of our young people today. And let me give you a clue, a hint, and we'll talk about this in uh, greater detail in the second hour of the show. And if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. Tell a friend about that and listen to us anywhere you go. There are many terrestrial stations around the nation uh, uh, that does recarry and replay our show. If you don't have a station in your area that is uh, replaying the C.L. Bryant Show, you call them and say, hey, there's a show you need to get on there. It's C.L. You talk C.L. You get C.L. on there with you. Oh, hey, you can get in touch with me. Go to the website, the CL Bryant Show, the CL Bryant Show.com, or you can contact me through FreedomWorks and they can tell you how to get in touch. But hey, folks, this is what's happening to our young people. Let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. You got you to hear me now. All of you have heard the story. Of uh, that baby elephant pole. Oh, yeah. You get that baby elephant. Hitched to a pole, a little pole in the ground. Or oh, it could be a little wooden stub. Oh, nailed a foot in the ground. And that el- baby elephant pull against it and pull against it, pull against it. I'm talking about baby elephants yeah when his mind is not yet developed he doesn't know who he is has no clue of the type of strength that he possesses when you can get him chained to that little baby pole baby elephant pole when they're young get them chained to it let them pull against it let them butt against it. because there's some things about being chained up that's not going to be natural to them but the thing is eh, they're getting fed oh and hey hey, uh, every once in a while they they take that that pole somebody comes along take that pole loosens it and they take them away from there and they take them on tours and excursions and they always bring them back to the pole where they get fed they get to see things they get to even hang out with other baby elephants but the person who controls that chain and that pole that they're tied to there's a certain allegiance to them because they're the ones who feed you and so the getting fed mentality becomes a way of thinking and life to that baby elephant who eventually begins to grow But there is something that liberals have learned about the American young person in modern America. And that is once they believe that they cannot escape a certain ideology because that ideology is what their teachers tell them about. And even their preachers are beginning to tell them about and their parents are beginning to buy into so that means that grandparents may be absolutely out of their minds. And so I'm speaking then not to the young people. I'm not speaking to the grandparents. I'm talking to the parents. I'm talking to you 35 to 40s out there. You, you, you over 30s out there. Yeah, you parents of these young people, of these, fifth, of these uh, you know, uh, 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 10, 9, 10, and 11-year-olds. Yeah, you 30-somethings. They're they're about to get you. You know, we we happened to come along uh, 11 years ago when you were younger, you 30 somethings, you were young 20 somethings. You just graduated from college and we were able uh, to set before you a, a table. That gave you various choices since you were coming out of university. And, and even though uh, university is even much different now than it was 11 years ago, it is a place where uh, debate and thought is not uh, discussed or is not entertained. Only one way of thinking is welcomed on college campuses these days. That, my friends, can't be healthy. Can it? Well the answer is no, it can't be it can't be healthy. So they chain them to that pole of ideology, and they punish them, they chastise them if they push too hard or pull too hard against it, or they block anyone who might be coming in with bolt cutters so that they may be loosed. Hey, loosed from that pole. So, what happens? You see grown people, people who you know should know better. They've been tied there so long. Oh, the, the time around them has changed even the black people that they claim to serve have changed america that they claim to serve have changed but they haven't not in their minds why because in their minds they're chained to that pole they can't break free it would my it it would it it would be breaking all of the commandments one time to break free of that little elephant pole that they have been chained to for so long. Oh, white liberals are the worst because they have the money to keep black liberals on the plantation in place and keep them happy and fed enough so that they can share Just enough of the spoils with those who do the work of tyrants. Yeah, it takes people who have bought into the tyranny to do the work of tyrants. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Wanna thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here. On the C.L. Bryant show, coast to coast, border to border, throughout the Fruited Plains. of The greatest nation on the face of the planet. uh, The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. Hey, uh, as you know, I travel a lot. Sometimes I'm in and out. But the show is on every day. You tune it in. Download free the C.L. Bryant show coming up here in just a few minutes will be Noah Wall, who is VP of FreedomWorks, second in command there at FreedomWorks, uh, my parent company there in Washington, D.C. And um, there are many reasons why you should have your heart and mind set toward seeing America be what it was. Are you hearing me you should have your heart and mind set up on seeing America be what we were just four five months ago four or five months ago, booming, absolutely booming is what America was four or five months ago five months ago we were booming the future was so bright all of us would have had to wear shades by now if things had continued the way they were and guess what American prosperity was in such a high gear That whomever may be sitting in the the White House at the time of this economic takeoff, my friend, I gotta tell you, they would almost secure hands down, hands down reelection. Wouldn't you think so? No question about it hands down the person who would be sitting at the helm of that economy just four and a half five months ago would almost certainly almost certainly be reelected to office because that's just how good this economy was. And so we're going to have Gordon Chang on a little bit later on the week, maybe at the top of next week. But Gordon Chang is going to have to come back. In fact, I'll be in D.C. next week and uh, I'm trying. We're working on uh, seeing if Gordon can can interview with us uh, next week as well. And um, we're going to see, and, and and we're going to let you know just how uh, designed this all very well could have been no question about it we are going to see just how designed all of this could have been now did China know just how this would play out? Did they purposely hide all of this from us? Uh, Most likely so. The evidence is certainly pointing that way, isn't it? So, just how Designed was the takedown of this Amer- American economy. Just how designed was that? Now, I'm going to bring in to the show now uh, VP. Freedom works, noah wall gonna bring him in, and um waiting on well we're waiting we're waiting on him, waiting on him to okay, waiting on him to come in, and so when we talk to him, one of the things that's going to be so apparent, so obvious to you is that it has been it has been the mission of freedom works to see that america remains what we were on the pathway to becoming absolutely off the chain phenomenal Four and a half months ago, we were headed that way. And I'm telling you, whoever may have been sitting in the White House at the head of that economy would almost certainly be reelected to the presidency of the United States. I mean, things were great. And all I'm saying to you folks is this. We want America to get back to where she was four or five months ago where opportunity was absolutely running down the street and organizations like Freedom Works was absolutely the cheerleader of American prosperity. You know, many voices have gone away during this pandemic time, but Freedom Works has remained a constant voice championing the desires and needs of the American people. Vice President of one of the largest, if not the largest, grassroots organization in the nation. My good friend, Noah Wall, is on with me. And we want to welcome him back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Noah Wall, welcome back.
3: Always great to be on, C.L.
1: Thank you so much for being here with us, Noah. And I want to uh, thank uh, this Audience that has been so um, supportive of our efforts with Freedom Works and so forth, and uh, we have the second-in-command on with us, and soon we'll have the chief uh, Adam Brandon on with us. But Noah Wall, VP Freedom Works, is with us. Noah, tell us why, in your estimation, our nation must reopen.
3: Absolutely, CL. There's several things going on. You know, we're hearing a lot in the news about a spike in cases, Um, and we're hearing a lot in the news about how you know we reopened too early. You hear all sorts of negative information in the news. The bottom line is this: we need to protect the vulnerable, like we always, you know, like we always need to. Those who are at risk for the virus need to make sure that they are taking special precautions for themselves. Those of us who are healthy need to make sure that we are going about our business so that we can take care of those that are vulnerable. That's how society works. And right now, you know, we have, you know, we have a virus uh, that, that, that's making its rounds, um, and we need to make sure that we are doing everything we can to keep society open, those that have, that have reopened, keep them open, make sure that we are making progress um, towards, um, you know, like you were just saying before I got on, you know we uh, have we had the strongest economy in the world, and we can get back there. You know, if you've been looking at these job numbers, it's absolutely incredible. We can, um, you know, we can we can bounce back from this very quickly if government doesn't get in the way. And so there's a couple of things happening in Washington right now. Um, some are good, and some are bad, like usual. Um, and, and in particular, what I want to talk about. You know, we have a real chance of getting a payroll tax holiday put in um, put in place by Congress, and if they were to do that, that would be a seven and a half percent pay increase um, for uh, for individuals and a seven and a half percent savings for companies looking to hire back employees. It would be an incredible way to just bounce back this economy and make sure that we are, you know kind of go into. The fall into these November elections stronger than ever. But we got to get past the critters in Washington to make that happen, and that's one of the reasons that I'm on the show today to be out.
1: Payroll tax holiday, folks, is the perfect way to help us bounce back from this. FreedomWorks.org. FreedomWorks.org, you can go there and find out more about The payroll tax holiday that FreedomWorks has championed, and it is one that you will champion as well once you know more uh, about it. Noah, we have seen how the Democrats have made a political football of fear-mongering this particular virus. Viruses are a fact of life, folks, and we don't downplay it or take it uh, for granted or or even, uh, you know, take it lightly as far as this virus is concerned. Concerned, but opening our nation again or keeping it closed does have certain consequences as far as that concerned. It seems as though the, the Democrats take a certain pleasure, Noah, out of fear mongering and keeping this going. Is there an, a political advantage to this for them from your perspective?
3: Absolutely. I mean, there's no question at all that the Democrats um derive a very sick pleasure in the economy not doing well. And it goes back to Trump derangement syndrome. Whatever hurts the president makes them happy. And it, it, it is, I don't think that the run-of-the-mill Democrat um, around the country feels this, but I know that the Democrat elite in Washington, D.C. feel this way. They would rather, you know, because their, their paychecks come no matter what. Um, You know, they're able to work from home. They're getting government paychecks. They couldn't care less um, about what the rest of the country um, is is doing. And and actually, you want to talk about a a sick fact. Um, Home prices in Washington, D.C. have gone up during this pandemic. uh, Because Washington, D.C. is not suffering the way that the rest of the United States is. And that is that is wrong. That um, is absolutely wrong, and so it is, it is absolutely true, CL to say the Democrats. Um, you know they whatever is bad for the president in their mind, it, no matter how real it is. And people are suffering. You know these lockdowns are terrible for for people's health. These lockdowns have destroyed people's life savings. It's destroyed their um, their businesses, and you know it, it, what we've seen is. Um, Despite that, you see this kind of gleeful joy that they take in these resurgence and virus numbers, and it's it, you know it's a terrible thing. It's a tragedy, and you know and they're reveling in it, and it's it, it's unconscionable, CL. And I could wow. go on all day about it. Wow. But if the, you know, here's the here's the bottom line: we have solutions that help and save people. Their solutions cause misery and death. If you look at the two biggest states that have had, uh, in terms of deaths, it's New York and New Jersey. And it's unconscionable how they handled it. The states that have had the strongest lockdowns are the states that have had the highest death rate by far. And the states that have had the least lockdowns have had the least number of deaths. And that is you know, that's an absolute fact. It's something that, you know, you can go and yep. check out at freedomworks dot org, you can check it out on social media. These lockdowns do not have the effect that the Democrats are, are saying, other than the fact that by the way, it lets them control you, which is what their real goal is.
1: Oh, amen to that. And folks, uh if you're listening to Uh, The words that Noah is using, he is using exactly what you should be aware of, the sick, the twisted way that Democrats view this pandemic effect on America. What's bad for the president is good for them. That translates as to what's bad for you is good for them. So folks, think about what's bad for you right now. You're not making a whole lot of money because you're not working. The place is shut down, there's no place for us to go. Let's face this with uh, a freedom that our ancestors, our founders faced it with. They faced the dangers of becoming a great nation. We must face it now as remaining a great nation. Or we face peaceful slavery, not me not FreedomWorks. Go to FreedomWorks.org. Noah, please tell us uh, once again about uh, the project that I know FreedomWorks is engaged in, and that is the uh, uh, tax holiday that you uh, had mentioned to us.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, so there's a couple. Let me recap the legislation that's going on right now, the the fight going on over the next bailout package um, making its way through Congress right now. The good idea is the payroll tax holiday that is a that is a tax holiday on anyone who's working so that it reduces the amount that comes out of your paycheck by a huge amount and it also reduces costs for employers so it benefits employers and it benefits employees it is a great thing all the way around Art Laffer um, Dr. Art Laffer did a study showing that this would result in millions of new jobs created immediately, because it goes into effect immediately. It, you know, These are not like checks that get sent out to the wrong person by, by the IRS. This goes into effect immediately. So that's the good thing running through Washington, which you have to pay attention to. The bad thing that's happening in Washington right now is we have got to stop this extension of these crazy unemployment benefits that, that, are, that are causing people... To get paid more for not working than working, it's a great idea. I would love to make more to not work than work, but it doesn't <laughs> actually um, stand the test of time. It yeah. will bankrupt our country. Yeah. We're already—we've already spent trillions, um, you know, on, on these on these bailout packages. We have got to do the positive thing. A payroll tax holiday will get people back to work. It's not just for people who are currently working. Payroll tax holiday will cause employers to want to rehire people. It it greatly reduces the cost of hiring people. So there's a positive, and then there's the negative, which is what the Democrats want to do, which is um, extend these crazy unemployment benefits that pay people more not to work than to work, which we all know, C.L., is not how society and, and economy works. So um, you've got a very clear choice. And for any of your listeners that want to participate, just go to freedomworks.org to sign up today, and we'll get you involved and we'll, we'll help you maximize your impact in, in, in making change in Washington today.
1: Freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, VP. Freedom Works, Noah Wall, my good friend, is on with me. Noah, I'll see you guys in just a few days up there. And uh, we got a lot of work to do, folks. And you can come join us. Become a part of a movement. FreedomWorks.org. Thanks so much for being on with me. God bless and keep you. Tell all the gang I said hello. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. That, my friends, was Noah Wall, FreedomWorks.org, and uh, FreedomWorks.org. Go there. Become a part of a movement. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. Watch us. Uh, listen to us wherever you go. And, of course, there are terrestrial stations that do replay our show around the nation. If you don't get it, demand it. <laughs> I borrowed that. I'm CL. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my So
1: you clean me up inside you thought I was to die for.
2: So you Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying Alexa play Red State Talk Radio Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn
1: C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. Home stretch of the first hour. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant show, be sure to download free vcl bryant show in app store i was saying before we had on uh the vp of freedom works noah wall noah wall was on with me and uh you know he was saying to all of us and i want you uh, many of you oh my my goodness coast to coast border to border and then those of you who don't understand what's going on in america around the globe uh listen listen to the voice that that Um, is saying this and listen to the voice that has said these words. Um, There is something twisted about a, a party, a political party in a homeland that houses it, America in this case, that would rather see the failure of a president, even if it means uh, spreading lies about a pandemic that cripples their own economy. Now, something that Noah said, uh, Noah Wall FreedomWorks, VP FreedomWorks, said... Um, in the last segment that I, I want to swing back around to. And the, you may have missed this, but, but this is an incredible indicator. Property values in District of Columbia area, in the D, in DC and in District of Columbia area, have risen in the midst of all of this there is no product of any type uh, that is you know the only thing that's manufactured in in dc is bs <laughs> you know, i mean it's manufactured in quantities coming out of every poor orifice uh, you know that that uh, oh man you know and you 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 come you you get a you sort of you know stench on you you don't want to become too used to it. Now, you know, that's. I, I don't mind spending whatever time I need to spend in D.C., but friends, I just cannot see myself living there. No, I just can't see that. I, I don't mind spending whatever time I need to spend in D.C. and New York City. I don't mind. You know, uh, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, there was a time when, um, just not long ago when, um, Jane was my top priority, but now that she's gone, you know, I have to do with me what I have to do with me, you know? And so I don't mind spending whatever time I need to in DC and in New York city doing whatever I do but i do don't want to live in either one of those cities new jersey uh you know why you have cities that had this as, as and states that had the stiffest strict uh, restrictions and shutdowns doing the doing the worst but i don't want you to miss the fact that it is. It plays into the hands of those who are in the D.C. machine to continue this episode of American drama. It's to their advantage. Their property values are going up for crying out loud. The property values are going up, and property value in d c is already through the roof and you're and see you're talking about people who are complaining that there are no affordable places, no affordable houses to for the average joe to live in d c huh <laughs> are you kidding me? Of course there's not. These are liberals. They don't they don't want uh people who are not in their elite status around them. Are you kidding me? So naturally they pri- they're, they're pricing uh the the downtrodden and the poor out while wh- while they're trying to tell you that uh they 're on your they 're on their side, oh, they thought it was a good idea to bring in uh, people and give them subsidies and so forth, so they can live in tenant tenants tenements with uh, but you know I think that idea kind of fizzled didn 't it when I realized the reality of doing that i don 't care who you are, red, yellow, black, or white, if you don't have a concept of ownership. If you don't if you don't understand ownership and what it is to take care of your stuff. That's going to be a bad situation. I don't care where you move to. It's going to be a bad situation. If you don't have the, a concept of property value. I don't care who you are. And I know that somebody to come up here to my uh, Oh, he 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 my, I'm not talking about black folks. I'm talking about people, period. You can go to an Indian reservation, you can go to the Appalachians, you can go anywhere. You, you can go to Phoenix, Arizona, anywhere, Los Angeles, California, I don't care where you go, Atlanta, Georgia, or Macon, Georgia, I don't care where you go. If you give to someone who does not have an inkling of what pride in ownership Is all about pride in achieving ownership is all about. And I guess that's the best way to put it. If you are dealing and you are giving to someone. Something that they have no pride of ownership in. They are going to crap on it. Because there's no appreciation of the process of attaining. Oh, my. I, I just said a whole lot right there. There is no appreciation of attaining. That is why uh, I have known very wealthy young men who were at the time my age who uh, um, acquired. And this almost happened to me. Uh, and I'm not talking about being wealthy or anything but uh, I'm talking about the, the the acquiring of things but these men these young men were wealthy at the time that I knew them close to them and their wealthy parents kicked off left them literally fortunes and what um, wasn't long Uh, the fortune and fortunes are gone except for the endowment that's set up that gives them what they had always had an income that is not earned oh they got all kind of things and stuff but no liquidation no money <laughs> No pride of ownership or achieving achieving the ability to get stuff unless you have it, you will uh waste it, you will squander it unless you sweat for it or we're a part of the process of getting it it's a um, lose-lose situation these days when it comes to responsibility and someone being responsible enough to say this is what course I'm going to chart and this is why there are so many people who are playing both ends both sides against the middle and it is sickening to see this play out it is sickening And I'm saying to you, every one of you, it's time out to go along to get along with these guys who have no real conviction to be men. And there's a lot to talk about on the other side of the break. When I come back, I'm going to talk to you about... Um, You becoming somebody's mascot, their pet, their responsibility. Was a time that, yeah, I would be talking to a certain demographic, usually black people or Latinos. But I'm not talking to just that demographic anymore when I'm talking about you being made the pet or the mascot and you becoming The responsibility. I'm just not talking to Latinos or black folks anymore. America, that design has now come full circle to you. All of you. Everyone is being drawn in by the big net. Oh, they they were once just focused on making sure that they kept that particular demographic, the blacks and the Latinos, in check. And then the young uh, airheads, they wanted them in, in, that, in that pile too. Young airheads, red, yellow, black, or white striped, doesn't matter. They just wanted to make sure that you were uh, still in the fold and that you were chained to that baby elephant pole. That you got fed what you wanted to be fed and that we gave you stuff. So that you were happy to come along to get along. And we made a villain for you. Because we know that that generation is big time into the Batman thing, the Spider-Man thing, and the comic book thing. So what they have done for you is made a villain for you. And you have gladly become their mascot, their pet, and now their responsibility through this COVID thing. They're mad at you, those of you who are not following the guidelines to young people who are breaking out there. they're mad at you for wanting to live your american life they're're they're're they're, they're, they're playing the grandma and grandpa card on you, and I do encourage you to be careful, but live your American life, live it boldly, live strong, and live free, or we'll all die, not literally. We'll certainly die as Americans. We will never be that again. And that's what they want. I'll be back after the top of the hour.
0: I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. uh, The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant show daily over red state talk radio throughout the fruited plains of america red state red state the talk monster hey friends uh, let me say this to you when i left um the last hour when i left out the last hour i was wanting to push home that the plan to colonize oh you know you hear your liberals always talking about colonialism and they are social colonialist who are indeed colonizing thought and punishing those who are outside of the colony. Now, you don't necessarily have to embrace every tenant of the colonization's uh, ideology, but you must embrace the main tenants publicly and kiss the ring. The main tenets being abortion on demand And of course um, You know you're, you're all in favor of Changing The family structure when it comes to uh, Marriage Huh Oh yeah you get in trouble For saying that these days Oh man My, my, my friend star, man, They hate her Star's going to be on with me next week. Star's going to be with—I'm going to be on with her, and she's going to be on with me. Star Parker, uh, she's going to be on with me. I'm going to be on with her. We're going to be in DC together. Oh, they, LGBTQ, uh, as Dave Chappelle calls them, the alphabet bet people. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just not conservatives. Listen, I don't have one thing as an American. Against anyone of any slant that's not trying to do me physical harm. But I have my certain opinions on the outcome of certain practices and behaviors within our society that may affect it in ways that we are not geared toward as a people not in our core we're just not that way and it will change who we are oh, we can become Europe and that is where you always that is what you're always hearing right that's what you're always hearing from the libs, is that Europe does it this way? Europe does it that way? Europe does it this way. And so they want you to have the mindset that we should be like Europe. So naturally, naturally, They're going to downplay to our young people in particular anything good about our nation, particularly the thing that is most obvious, that we are the nation who is in the crosshairs of other nations and also in the crosshairs of those who are in league With other nations who happen to be Americans. Shouldn't that tell you something? Why would you want to bring down or inhibit the goose that lays the golden eggs? Young people, young Americans, red, yellow, black, and white. Why do you want to inhibit the nation that has given you everything that... Other young people in other nations wish they had. And what is that? America. You have been given America with all of its flaws because it is through the flaws. It is because of the flaws. It's because we survived the flaws and are able to look back at them for what they are. Not for what we'd like for them to be and make us feel good about them, but for what they are. Let's look back at the harsh reality of our American life and how we got to where we are. And let's appreciate it for having brought us to where we are. Because we certainly aren't, huh, we certainly aren't back 40 and 50, 60 years ago. We're not back 70 years ago. We certainly, oh no, we're not back 25 years ago. We're not back 20 years ago. We're not back at the turn of this century. And even then we were partying together, all of us, like it was 1999. 1999. And the princes and the Michael Jacksons of the world were still hot on the scene. But you know how things change, you know how time changes. There are people who were born in 2008. I want you to hear me now, who are now 12 years of age. Who have no clue as to who Michael Jackson or Prince were? They, all, they all, you know, and you know, little kids into music and and so forth. Sure, he's been hooked up into into Michael Jack, but they have no clue about the times that these kings. Of entertainment lived in so surely they have no clue about the politics of that era they've never seen uh, uh, runaway slave my movie which they should which they've heard of Blexit, maybe. They've heard of Walk Away. They may have. But they don't know the history behind that. They don't know that there was a catalyst behind all of that. And Runaway Slave was certainly one of those. And I stand on the shoulders of Thomas Sowell and Ken Blackwell and uh, uh, Herman Cain and people like that who came along before me. Alan West and I came along together. But... Herman Cain and certainly um, the storied and absolute icon of mine that is Dr. Thomas Soul. I stand on their shoulders. Ken Blackwell stand on their shoulders. Walter Williams. I stand on their shoulders. And our young people today, especially I'm talking now to black young people in particular, have no clue what kind of prices have been paid for you to be able to speak your mind, even though sometimes if you're talking a liberal mantra, it sounds so idiotic. Because there is going to be no equal outcome for all. There cannot be. There never will be. And the reason why the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, and hey, we got to have um, a real talk about uh, how we are going to deal with this NFL thing here. Yeah, we're going have to have some real talk about that. Yeah, we have to have some real talk about that. Because, my friends, I am not. I'm, I'm I'm not down with it. Disrespecting the American flag. I'm I'm not down with it. I'm not going to be in with it. Are you hearing me? I'm not going to, listen, it's going to be one of those things where the owners are either going to stand up to these pampered uh, individuals who are indeed overpaid complainers or they are going to not have any of my money. In their pockets. No way. No how. Not going to have any of my money in their pockets. And and this Colin Kaepernick thing, folks, has totally gotten out of hand. Now I wanted to throw all of that in the mix before. I went back to being someone's pet and someone's mascot and someone's responsibility. Now, you know that they're going to change the name of the Washington Redskins. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, you can make them the Washington Warriors if you want to. Uh, Not the same team. Not in my mind, not in my heart. Uh, Even though I cannot stand them even the hate that i have for them being a dallas cowboy fan which is also a derogatory term oh yeah oh yeah it's a black it's a, it's a derogatory term toward black people oh yeah it is a derogatory term toward black people a cowboy I don't. I tell you one thing Jerry Jones ain't going to change it I don't care who says what and uh, there are legions of cowboy fans who would not be cowboy fans again if you change that name and let me tell you something you can change the Washington Redskins to whatever you want to change it to there are people who are connected to the name That are not ever going to have the same feeling or the same enthusiasm about um, the team that they have. You're going to change the mascot, you're going to change the war cry. Oh, that's the red skin war cry. No, but that's a derogatory. That's derogatory. After all these years, I mean, King marching in the streets, uh, you know, Medgar Evers being shot, uh, Malcolm X being assassinated. After all these years of struggling for those things that uh, matter to black Americans, not one of them ever thought about The logo of the Washington Redskins being racist. Now, and all of the progress that has been made um, throughout history in this country from 1863 up until this point in time, all of the progress that has been made, even the Americana that we now call racist has been made while all of our familiar icons were right where they are, right in place they had gone nowhere they were right where they are the Washington Redskins were called the Washington Redskins. The Jefferson Memorial was right where it was. The Lincoln Memorial is right where it was. In fact, King thought so much of that that he spoke out in front of it uh, with his march on Washington. Right where it was. Right where it is. All of the, all of the uh, progress... All of the achievements, the triumphs that we have made as a nation together have happened with all of our monuments in their place. But now you have this Dr. Spock theory coming along now saying there's a better way to raise and and to educate America other than to have icons of its past available to it. Oh, yeah, you have this Dr. Spock uh, type of approach to it. And the only thing that uh, you're going to lend yourself to America is the time out. Yeah, because you are the pet. You're the mascot. You're someone's responsibility. They don't want to see you not be their responsibility because they are actually paid to take care of you. And there's a mistake that you don't want to make being someone's responsibility, being someone's mascot, being someone's pet, being someone's responsibility. There's a mistake that you don't want to make. You don't want the mistake of growing up or express or desire your own voice. To be heard independently. You don't want to grow up. Because they will hate you. Especially if they have seen you as their pet. Or their mascot. Or their son or daughter. And you dare express your own opinion. You see it happening with your own children. The minute they start to become themselves. The minute they start growing up. You're going to do one of two things. You're going to let them grow up with your guidance. Or you're going to clamp down on them. And you're going to keep them in a state where you can control and handle them. That's usually the choices that parents make. They let them be themselves with their guidance. Of course they have guidelines You know in that, in that guide and with that guidance You let them be their selves Or you stifle them from being their selves And you have strict Strict rules As to who they're going to be In your house yada 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 And even when they're out of your house You still have that control That's the choices that you make me I wanted my kids to be themselves, whoever they were, whether I agree with them or not. They knew I didn't agree. They're still themselves. That was good with me. Because that was me. That's the way I was. And it led me to where I am. Train up a child in the way it should go, it'll return. I'm CL. I'll be back.
2: High. our hearts are bowing in reverence.
1: CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. And yes, you heard me right, don't make the mistake of uh, growing up don't let them know it if you have because they've thought of you as your, as a mascot they've thought of you as a pet they've thought of you as their responsibility so you can't make the mistake and remain in their good graces of growing up but America, in order to be free, you must first be men, be women. Anything less than who you were created to be will result in your slavery. America, no one can ride your back unless it's bent. Standing tall prevents that. So, in order for us to be free, we must first be men, women. Americans. That's who we were intended to be. But I am seeing, and if you follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Bryant at Rev C L Bryant, uh, you will see that uh, my latest Twitter offering um, deals with the dangerous freedom or the peaceful slavery. But listen. The thing that bothers me most is the fear. I have never seen Americans as fearful as we are at this time. And it's unnecessary. Viruses are a fact of life. They're a fact of human existence. And we either immune ourselves, become immune as a herd, as a people, and those who are not strong, they are weeded out naturally. And those who are strong enough uh, by the medicines which are available, they live, they survive. That's the way it has always been on this earth. Not just since um, you've had Democrats and Republicans. No, survival of the fittest has always been naturally. And you say now, preacher, you you are you're talking evolutionism? No, no, no. It, it Darwin was right there. You see, you take a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and and you 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 keep what you was, what's right, and you you throw away what what's what's crazy. But Darwin was right there. The whole world operates from that premise, and that is the survival of the fittest. I don't care if you're in church, business, or family. That is the way that works, and so. What is then the goal? The goal is to be fit, not to buy into an ideology or a process. The goal is to be fit, mentally, physically, spiritually, especially spiritually. The goal is to be fit, and uh, I—I'm I'm, just to say it. I, I do my calisthenics, my. Jesus calisthenics every day. (laughs) You heard it here first. If you hear that anywhere else, they stole it from me. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I do that. My Jesus calisthenics. Yeah, you know, I go through my mind. I'm thanking uh, him for my life, health, and strength. Yeah, I feel good. Everything is functioning. I had my uh, checkup the other day great shape and uh, I'm still healing emotionally no doubt about it but I'm in great physical condition Uh, I feel great I really do my daughters they're concerned uh, about me because uh, I've lost about 25 pounds 30 pounds but I'm I'm feeling great I'm as healthy as a quarter horse but when Jane met me when Jane and I met I was 18 I had a 28 waist Yeah, I had a 28 waist. I'm down to a 32 right now, and I feel great. I feel absolutely fabulous. And, um, and of course, they say I look good, but they're just concerned that, you know, I'm losing weight. I've never seen real skinny dad. I've never been more than a a 36, you know, I guess tops. I mean, very tops. I was a 38 in the waist. But 36 is where I basically hovered, you know. But... Survival of the fittest. That, my friends, is you know what it has been all about. And in order for us to be free. We're going to have to stand up and be men and women. The other reason that you need to do that is because your children are watching you and they're learning how to react to difficulty by watching you and they are seeing fear what does that breed it breeds young people who are afraid oh baby I'll protect you oh baby we'll take care of you we're here for you all that kind of thing <laughs> Uh, uh, no. Again, of course, I come from the school of hard knocks. I was raised by Lewis C. and L. Nola Bryant. Those were my parents, and they came from the school of hard knocks. They lived through the depression as young children, as children. They were hungry often. And not my mother so much because uh, her parents had this huge farm. They grew their own stuff. They actually fed people during the Depression. But my father's folks weren't quite as fortunate. Yeah. And so they didn't want their child me their only child to be soft even though i am you know as far as kids were concerned i was uh, i had it good because both of them were were good earners and providers i had it very good but dad was one of those kinds who wanted me to yes enjoy what he had to offer his son my mom was the same way but he also wanted His son to understand what it was to work and not shirk. Every responsibility, every task that L.C. Bryant gave to me, whether it be long or short, however difficult it might be, he didn't want to hear an excuse as to why it didn't get done. the thing that he wanted me to understand most is that he understood what the task was when he gave it to me and his expectations of me was that I had the right stuff to get it done and so he expected me to tap into that stuff and get it done and that is what we are not expecting of our young people today we are not expecting them to dig deep because digging deep does require pain oh you have a lot of proto. you have a lot of um, you know really good athletes who are football, basketball, soccer, baseball players. They're really good. But I would take any one of them and put them on the court with a Michael Jordan or even a Kobe Bryant at this point. Name any of the clutch shooters of the past. I would put any of these young people up against... I would put any of those old schools up against these young people today. Anytime. I I would give Michael Jordan the winning shot over any of your Johnny-come-latelys. Any of your LeBron James any of any of these I would if, if I was going to give the winning shot, the final shot, the winning shot, the score eighty to eighty one. And there is one second one point five seconds left on the clock time to catch and shoot I would give that shot today and every day until I see somebody better come along and I have not seen him yet I would give that shot to Michael Jordan why because he Has the mentality of just win. If I had a team that I wanted to be coached by a coach who was not an owner, who had the right mentality for the team, it would be the type of coach who just. Believes in just win. And and Al Davis, the coach of um, the Oakland and the owner of the uh, Oakland Raiders, was that guy. And America, that is the attitude that still wins for us today. It's the just win attitude. And if you somehow think that by you not standing up against those who are assaulting the memories of our history, regardless of how dark or how difficult or how tragic it might have been, if we are not standing up to defending that, then you are losing. You're not winning. You are losing brain cells because it's brainless to do it and it certainly isn't edifying friends I say it a lot and I will say it again you cannot understand America unless you understand what really happened during the civil war And why the Civil War was fought. You cannot understand America unless you understand Reconstruction. On through the early 1900s and Jim Crow taking place in the segregated South. You cannot understand America unless you truly see both sides... Of, those, of that era you cannot understand this nation and what you have uh, afoot right now is a group of people who want to alter the truth and so what do you replace that with what do you replace that with What story do you tell in place of what happened? Okay, you may say, you may take the the position that the Confederacy was a bad, evil institution. Okay, I'll go along with that. Even though I was born in Confederate Memorial Hospital. The name may have been bad. Dixie yeah, that's my place of birth I was born in below the down in Dixie I love Dixieland jazz I'm from Louisiana It's who I am no it's not who I, who I was told I was who we are that's a part of the flavor of who we come out of that's what's made me who I am today you ask Quentin Marsalis about that the music is a part of the flavor baby yeah what are you going to change new orleans jazz you're going to change dixieland music you're going to change bluegrass soul all of that is americana and it comes out of a time when america was not so-called a great nation some of the greatest songs that america celebrates Comes out of a time when you had Marvin Gaye and Otis Redding, and going all the way back to Jackie Wilson. Some of the greatest songs come out of the Elvis generation, and the you know the Mickey Gillies, and 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 you know those type of, genera- some, of the, some of our greatest songs come out of that. "Amazing Grace" comes from perhaps it's even slave ships themselves so we're going to change all of that we're going to change our music too do you understand the undertaking that you're talking about here do you understand that do you understand what is taking shape here you had better wake up because there are people now who want to wreck any semblance of what has made you you America America they want to wreck that, any semblance of what has made you, you. I'll be back with a home stretch of the C.L. Bryant show today. It has been my honor to have on with me earlier in the show, uh, the first hour of the show, Noah Wall, VP of Freedom Works. Very, very good interview. Be sure to catch it on the C.L. Bryant show show app, VCL Bryant show app, download that free all of the shows are archived there I want to thank you for coming along with us, don't go anywhere, going to be back to close it out with why the attack on our objects you
0: thought I was worth saving so you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping you clean me up inside you thought I was
2: die Red state talk radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon echo and echo dot by simply saying Alexa play red state talk radio red state talk radio on TuneIn
1: Do the best I can, always the help in the heaven hand, and for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, home stretch of the CL Bryant Show today. And I want to thank each and every one of you for having come along with us uh, this day and having shared into the conversation with us uh, here today. Pretty soon, I will have the. Uh, phone lines back open in a way that um, we can uh, interact with each other uh, some things just absolutely went haywire doing this COVID thing just couldn't uh, interact with screeners and that type of thing you know just couldn't do it and so um When I look at why the attacks on American monuments and when I look at a president who is willing to say forthrightly and unashamedly, I will defend those, I will help defend those, when I look at that, you also have to realize that there are people who are against him saying that. And, and, and then you realize that this is not about changing the names of football teams or pulling down monuments or it's not about destroying, you know, just so-called symbols that somebody has deemed racist. A symbol can't be racist. No, the people behind it maybe but a symbol is just a symbol of something that someone promotes as racist a swastika is just a, a symbol of people who are Nazis other than that it's just a swastika that we have given that name to it's just a, you can use the symbol for whatever you want to use it for uh, same way as somebody may look at the black power flag as something to be feared, something to be scared of, and so forth. Uh, you know, so, there are some people that you might have to fear and be afraid of, but the symbol itself means nothing unless the people behind it began to uh, define it. The cross It's defined by the people of the cross. You see, uh, Jesus had no followers. Uh, The cross would have little meaning. Yeah. And see, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm talking here to you, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is this type of manipulation that we hold in our hands. I don't know what I may have touched on my screen or maybe didn't touch on my screen to have Siri chime in on my conversation by mentioning the name of Jesus. I'm glad that she chimed in when I mentioned Jesus. (laughs) But um, that's what I'm talking about. We live in that type of world. And this is not about changing football team names. Even though you change the Cowboys or the Redskins, you have just messed up bad among thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Especially me. Because I've learned I can do without football, basketball, and anything. And What they're going to find out is they can't do without that money. That's what they're going to find out that uh, liberals don't make this engine run. It's the hard-working, blue-collar guy who votes Republican, mostly, that makes this whole engine run. He may vote Democrat, but he's not voting Democrat because he's thinking that uh, they're putting money in his pocket because they're not. He's doing that because he's delusional. But he's voting, he's voting uh, trying to do his best to vote his pocketbook. But this is not about changing the name of football teams. It's not about uh, destroying statues. It's about reordering The images of the American mind in our young people in particular. You see, you'll never get the image of Washington Redskins out of my mind. Never. Never. Now, some alternatives for the Redskin ownership. Name it after maybe the indigenous tribe there in D.C. at the time of um, the inception of, if you're going to do it, you're know, name Redskins, name them after the tribe. Lift up the tribe. Nothing wrong with that, right? I wouldn't think so although I'm sure there's somebody who's going to find something wrong with something at some point in time anyway, okay? That's always going to occur. But now, this is more about destroying the symbols in the American mind of our American, our storied American greatness. And it is is storied, which means that there has to be a fundamental change that takes place a fundamental change in order to bring that about as long as there is no fundamental change that takes place And I'm talking about in – and to tell you the truth, we've almost fundamentally – it's almost been fundamentally changed. America, we have almost sat by and allowed it to be fundamentally changed. Oh, you're you're vilified if you speak out in any way, if you're a CEO of any type, for anything conservative that might support uh, the family structure – as is without uh, supporting the gay family life or the gay agenda, you're vilified for that. Now, you may have gay people in your family, as I do. You may uh, have uh, relatives who are gay and you love them, and I do. Well, that doesn't matter. That doesn't count. Oh, no. Uh uh-uh. oh, that does not count whatsoever. You're not saying the words. You see, they want you to say the words "Black Lives Matter." They want you to say those words. They wanted Mister uh, the uh, the, pre- the vice president uh, Mike Pence to say the words. It's strength in you saying the words to them, for them. Gives them credibility. How's it that they now have $350 million, Black Lives Matter? They've accumulated that kind of money. Huh? Simply by you saying the words. Something that's so nebulous and apparent anyway. But you still got to say the words. Or... You're not a part of us you got to say the words, and you've got to say the words uh, fundamental change. Joe Biden is pushing that mantra now more than ever. Joe actually is beginning to believe. <laughs> That he can be president of the United States. The media. Has him. Believing it. Before. Joe just didn't seem to. Believe it. But because the media is saying it. I think Joe believes it now. We'll see. I believe Joe. Joe has allowed himself to get too old in that time that he was tending to his son uh, uh, Bo Biden he took the respite from politics become a little bit uh, detoxed from it when he let Hillary just run away with everything him being the VP behind Barack Obama I think uh, Joe stepping down like he did and stepping aside for Hillary and not creating the waves that could have been created for her eventual loss anyway. I think he probably lost a step or two as a politician. But keep in mind, Joe Biden has never done better than 1%. 1%. Of American voters. Yeah. One percent. So. Go figure. Keep this in mind. Friends. Our young people are being treated like baby elephants tied to that baby elephant pole they're being taught that there are certain things that they must accept as inevitable and one of them is that they cannot escape the ideology of progressive socialist Marxist liberalism invading their universities and their high schools and even their elementary schools they can't escape it They're wanting them to believe that there is nowhere else to go but into the arms of socialist, Marxist, and communist. That's what they're chaining your young people to that baby elephant pole, training them to believe that that is their fate. They are to be mascots and pets and to be cared for. That's what they're being taught while we stand by and gently weep over what we're losing what we're seeing fading into the sunset before they ever see the noonday of their lives their world is fading into the sunset and oddly enough they don't seem to know it and if they know it they don't seem to care I pray God will change their minds through you as you become more enlightened daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our rights to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm C.L. May God bless and keep you all.
0: Room, boys I'm just a film
3: is